welcome to the All Too Well podcast. I'm your host, Erica Huss. I'm a wellness entrepreneur, a wellness expert, your wellness whisperer, and I'm here with some tips, some resources, and some great conversations to help your journey towards better health become just a little bit more comfortable and a little less cringy. So today, uh, it is good old-fashioned tipsy Tuesday. I have got some tips for you. And really, it's about the changing seasons. So I know I lamented about this before when it was the actual first day of fall, but the reality is we don't actually get fall weather here on the East Coast until around now. So now we're talking late October, early November. And this is really a time I think a lot of people kind of take stock in, you know, it's kind of a cleaning house. It's a period of transformation. It's a seasonal transformation. So a lot of people are focusing on cleaning out their closets and cleaning out their kitchen and updating things and getting organized. I think certainly your health and wellness protocol uh, is definitely a good thing to take a closer look at this time of year. For me, this time of year beyond all others is really when I kind of pay closer attention and make some changes. And that's just because for me personally, the transition from warm weather to cold weather can be a little difficult and can be a little traumatic uh, for the body. It can be kind of upsetting for the system in balance, you know, especially when it starts getting dark out so early and it's still dark when you wake up. That sometimes feels like a very difficult way to stay motivated and stay positive and feel like I'm at my best. Um, so this is the time of year that I incorporate a little bit of Ayurveda into my uh, my diet and into my general wellness plan. And if you're not familiar with Ayurveda, it is, it's translated as the science of life. This is an ancient practice going back uh, thousands of years, millennia really, um, into Eastern cultures. And it is really, the concept is just, it's, it's kind of a personalized medicine approach. It has to do with the three different types that uh, you are comprised of, the, the three different energies, I guess, the energies that make up a person's makeup, and those are called doshas. You've probably heard some of these phrases kind of thrown around in, in some woo-woo wellness conversations. It's not woo-woo. It actually is a, a grounded science um, of, of life, again, dating back to Eastern medicine practices. But the idea here is really just to kind of check in with what your system is, your unique energy makeup, and make sure that it stays in balance. And there are a number of ways that you can do that. And I'm going to give you kind of just like a really quick rundown of it. And I will also include some information in the show notes where you can take a look and sort of take your little dosha quiz and figure out where you fit in. And it actually really is, it really is interesting uh, to me. I think if you look around the people in your life and uh, that you're surrounded by, you can kind of, once you have an understanding of how these energy systems work, you really can sort of pinpoint like, oh, okay, that person is, you know, a vata, that person is a pitta, that person is kapha, or more often than not, we all have a blend of all of these three doshas. Nobody is truly one and one only. And especially, you know, as the year kind of passes, as the time passes throughout the year, we kind of come in and out of balance and you have a little bit more of one energy in your system at different times, but your predominant dosha is really the one that you want to keep in balance. So for example, I know that I am quite heavily a vata and that is basically somebody who is on a physical level, they are described as being slim, naturally thin, uh, very energetic. There's a lot of movement in, in, in a vata energy. So these are people who are kind of 
sometimes social butterflies, sometimes, you know, sort of flitting about either physically or spiritually. They are, they can be, you know, the strengths are they're, they're super creative. They're very good at multitasking. They're kind of on a go, go, go energy. On the flip side of that, the weakness can be they're generally very sensitive, and that means physically sensitive, which I 100% am. I'm sensitive to cold. I'm sensitive to loud noise. I'm just like a delicate flower. Um, These people can sometimes get overwhelmed very easily. Check that box. Sometimes you can have, you know, prone to digestive issues. Check. Prone to insomnia. Check. Like it is amazing. Once I started kind of diving into this, this whole study and science of Ayurveda, I really found it fascinating as to how you can kind of tailor an approach to what, to what you need. And so according to Ayurveda, Somebody who has a vata dosha or a vata dominant dosha really needs to balance that out with, um, you know, when you're talking about diet, this is somebody who does not do well with cold foods. So this is, you know, salad, raw juices, raw vegetables, basically all the things that I actually enjoy eating, which is unfortunate. Um, I tend to really crave things that are fresh and raw and crispy and filled with water. And I guess that's okay certain times of year, but in the fall, it's definitely really, it's hard to keep the system in balance. And you know your system is out of balance when you kind of develop some of those things that I just named. So Vata really does much better with kind of dense, heavier, warm, cooked foods, good, you know, spices like cinnamon and cardamom and cumin, really great with cooked vegetables, sweet potatoes, turnips, things that are very kind of earthy that help to kind of ground that vata energy. So that's just one example. Um, But for me, this is, again, the time of year I really start being a little bit more aware of, you know, my my go-to, especially if I'm out and about and running around, is I'm going to go and pop in someplace and grab a salad. I love to go to Sweetgreen for salads. I love to go to Pret for salads or, you know, any number of places. But I really do try to kind of keep in mind, maybe this is not the best thing for me right now. And I try to gravitate towards more cooked vegetables, denser foods, things that feel, again, like they really are going to be grounding. And it, it does make a difference. I will give you just a quick overview of the other two types, and then I will encourage you to do your own research if you find this interesting. If you don't find this interesting, I'm sorry that I have wasted six minutes of your time, but hopefully you will forgive me for that. A pitta type is, this is basically the elements combined, and pitta are fire and uh, water. So pittas are often described as having more fire in them. So they are generally pretty intense people. They are they sleep very soundly, but don't necessarily sleep for a long time. They have a strong appetite. They have a strong physical body. There's just, there's a lot of heat there. So on the flip side, you know, they are, sometimes they have like rashes and skin issues and ulcers and excessive like body heat and heartburn. Now, interestingly, I have also experienced a lot of those things. And if I do my full test, I am vata heavy and pitta is my uh, sort of minority energy and I have very, very little kapha in me at all. Some of the kind of positive characteristics of pittas are they are very strong-willed, they are very sharp-witted, they are very um, well-spoken, very intellectual, they're really able to concentrate well. And on the flip side, again, that fiery energy comes into play. So when things are out of balance, they tend to be very short-tempered, very 
kind of knee jerky um, and a little bit hot-headed for all of the reasons that I just described. So um, pittas are really best suited to have cool foods. And that is, you know, things that are not steaming hot, things that are really refreshing, lots of water. Vegetarian diet is actually really well recommended for pittas. There's just, I don't know, there's really kind of, it's a fascinating list. You can really go down the rabbit hole with all of that. And then last is the kapha energy. These are people who are physically described as having kind of heavier, earthier bodies, um, body types. They have generally tend to have very thick hair. They are sometimes, you know, sort of more big boned people. They tend to speak a bit more slowly. They move a bit more slowly. They're much more kind of thoughtful and there's really kind of a solid foundation there. They're very calm. They've got a very loving sort of, you know, neutralizing calm energy and they're when they kind of are out of balance, they really, you know, they kind of just don't want to be involved in whatever the the drama at hand might be. These are people who are also sometimes prone to slower metabolism, to kind of oversleeping. So these are energy types of people who need to pay a little bit more attention to maintaining um, a physical exercise regimen and keeping movement in their bodies. And so for kaffas, their diet is really, there's a lot of good vegetables and fruits. It's really, it's much more of kind of a balanced overall sort of balanced approach and really just generally should avoid a lot of like heavy fats and oils and things that are kind of going to slow things down even more in terms of that metabolism and the digestion. So again, look, I'm not telling you that I'm an Ayurveda expert by any means. I've taken some courses. I have a little bit of understanding um, in some of the health coach training that I've done. There is a vast world of Ayurvedic study and uh, deep, deep, deep history and knowledge in this in this space that you can draw from to maybe kind of custom tailor something to see what you think. And like anything else, I always encourage people, you know what, try something out for a couple of weeks and see how you feel. Just pay closer attention to your body. See if it's something that really moves the needle for you. If it doesn't, then now you know that that's not necessarily a tool that you need to keep in your toolkit. But if it does, then it costs you three weeks and you've got this invaluable new piece of, of knowledge and this new um, you know opportunity to, to incorporate something into your, into your practice. So that is my tip for you. I wish you a good Tuesday and good luck with your dosha. Thanks for listening to All Too Well, guys. And as always, I am accepting stars, reviews, all of the above. They don't cost you anything and they mean a lot to me. So if you do have time, head on over to Apple Podcasts and throw me a few stars and, uh, you know, just do a good turn. Thanks. Thanks.